0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Locked on Flames. It's your favorite podcast host, Jess Belmosto, here today on this fine Friday. The Flames have added another addition to their roster and to help with their blue line. The NHL has a whole new can of worms to open when it comes to their next steps in the return to play plan, and it's Friday, so you know that means it's time to crown our winners and losers of the week. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked on Flames for free. Wherever you get your podcasts, you will get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each day. Hello, everybody, and I hope you have had a fantastic Friday. Uh, Today has been, uh, you know, an overall good day for me. I can't complain, really. It was uh, actually pretty warm here today. I had to turn on the air conditioner. And then, of course, once the sun went down, it was time to bundle up. But in Flames news, (laughs) they signed a left-handed defenseman, Nikita Nesterov, uh, who was born in Russia and is 5'11 and weighs uh, 200 pounds and was born in 1993. So what does that make him? Like 27? Sure. And uh, so they announced today that he signed to a one-year contract at the league minimum, he has played in the KHL and uh, the NHL as well. But uh, in 53 games in uh, Moscow, he scored seven goals and 16 assists, and had 14. I mean, sorry, 24 penalty minutes. He has 132 career NHL games, and uh, he played with Tampa and Montreal. Nesterov had nine goals and 24 assists and for 33 points, (laughs) and racked up a total of 81 penalty minutes during his 132-game stint. He has an additional 28 playoff games where he scored one goal and uh, racked up six assists. So, uh, you know, this will help on the blue line because, you know, they kind of need to work on that. Uh, You know, losing TJ Brody is huge, and I think that... The Flames are gonna realize that once the season starts, and once obviously they realize that he, uh, you know, his his absence will be known. It'll be interesting to see what else they do. Um, I kind of wonder if they are confident with uh, Shillington making, um, you know, the NHL roster and being prepared for that, and obviously that game load or that load management. I can't even talk today. I'm so sorry. And if they're confident in that because, you know, like we mentioned yesterday, their bottom six is fine. And it seems like on paper, like once again, their top six looks fantastic, but their blue line is looking a little flat and a little defeated. And I, I'll obviously go into it uh, further into another episode. But I really want to dissect the blue line and talk about the upcoming responsibilities for, you know, the younger guys now because Geo isn't realistically going to be able to play those 20 plus minutes a game anymore. And we saw that in August. We saw that um, potentially, if I'm remembering correctly, towards uh, you know right before the pause. And a guy can say that they have it in them still, but it's one thing to say it and another to do it. And obviously, like, you don't you don't want to lose a guy like Gio. He's fantastic, and you just, you really want the best for him, especially as your captain. And, you know, he, he reminds me a lot of uh, Zidane Ochara in just the way that he's a leader and is willing to, um, you know, really be there and step up when he has to, but also know when it's time to kind of put the ego aside and stick to playing. (laughs) But again, that's a whole nother episode. (laughs) But coming up next, we have some return to play updates, and you won't want to miss out on that. Locked on flames continues. Don't forget to follow me over on Twitter. You can find me at Jessica Belmosto. So earlier today, uh, Pierre Lebrun uh, announced that you know, we kind of had a little update from the uh, general managers' meeting, and they, they didn't get any real answers on the league returning to play it's so hard because the borders closed and you know unless you do bubbles it's not going to really uh work so (laughs) i don't i'm not really sure how that's going to happen but i guess other things discussed were the draft lottery and is it time for a change uh The Seattle expansion team remains on target with everything. And there was a discussion. uh, There was a discussion of maybe bringing back a two to three UFA speaking period. I do not know what that means, but I'm probably just foolish. (laughs) Um, And they went on to talk about this on TSN. But I think the hardest thing is going to be managing the league and how, um, obviously to stay COVID free, but also, you know, how do you do that with the borders closing because, um, hockey is not essential business. It's like, it's not essential travel. Uh, I just, I don't understand. And, you know, I don't know how it is in Alberta and Calgary as a whole, but, you know, we've seen a lot of, uh, different um, athlete, like youth athletics and um, college athletics um, programs be shut down. Like here in upstate New York, they just announced that the women's uh, hockey team here, who has won several national championships, uh, won't be having a season. So that's, that's very frustrating. And I think that, you know, the return to play for the playoffs is, is very different for a return to play when it comes to a full season because, you know, obviously, like I mentioned, the borders closed. How many players are realistically going to commit to a bubble again if they can even get a bubble because it's expensive? Like, we, (laughs) you know, we saw how that played out and, you know, kind of, how the league undersold everything, but it's, um, I feel like we're at the start of really the big journey, or at least, uh, you know, basically what's being put out there. It'll be interesting to see if we get a January to June um, season, if we get fans back in the stands at some capacity, capacity, not capacity. Oh my goodness. It's a Friday y'all. But it kind of leaves me scratching my head because, you know, you have players who have families and others who don't, the young guys who could potentially be accustomed to being away from home because of, um, you know, their billet families and things like that. But you also like you have to there's so many different things to take into consideration covid numbers are on the rise in a lot of different places and it's really scary to think about and you know there are people who don't necessarily take it as seriously and or who do but that that doesn't matter at the end of the day it's about is it safe to put these players back on the ice in a non-bubble situation where they're traveling, where they're potentially interacting with people who are outside of their team bubble, Uh, like fans, if they're going out to eat, if they're going to the movies. Are movie theaters even open? I don't know. But it just, um, it doesn't sit right with me, I guess, (laughs) Uh, that they're trying to rush this especially as numbers are still on the rise or back on the rise i should say and obviously players have to leave their families again and how are they going to get their families over the border one way or the other whether they go to canada or whether they're going to the us it just leaves me thinking (laughs) and you don't really want a repeat of where the players came out and said, you know, um, we, uh, we started off great in the bubble and then a few days went by and our mental health kind of, uh, went to shit. (laughs) So, um, you know, that's really unfortunate and I want to say I have confidence in the league, but, I don't, and it it doesn't necessarily have to do with how the league is ran, um, but maybe more so with all the factors. And will they be giving um, certain players or you know certain situations the shorter end of the stick and less consideration than others deserve? And I don't know. I'm just really torn. Like, I'm not saying I don't want a hockey season because I I do. Um, And I think that most of us would agree, especially since we saw playoff hockey. And my main concern is just safety. And that goes for the safety of the players and everybody within organizations. I don't think that it would be very fair for me to say, oh, who cares? It's just a little COVID, just a little respiratory infection. Like, that's not it. That's not how this works. But coming up next, I hand out the winners and losers of the week. And just, we get real (laughs) in the last little bit of this show. But first, a word from our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is one of the best Snacks I you could have after the gym, before the gym, in between classes, uh, maybe on your way to work, on your way home from work, on your break. Who knows? Wherever you may be, you should have a built bar by your side. Uh, they come in 18 amazing flavors, and they are dipped in 100% chocolate. And you know there are just some days that are harder than others, and you're like i could really use a chocolate bar and built bar has your back. <laughs> uh today i had the orange uh which is an original flavor and it oh my goodness it just it hit the spot i <laughs> i can't even explain it but uh some of the original flavors are coconut almond raspberry german chocolate peanut butter banana bread mint brownie ch- uh salted caramel double chocolate orange toffee almond coconut Peanut Butter Brownie. So, like, those are all 12 original flavors. And then they recently came out with the six new amazing additional flavors. Caramel Brownie, Cookies and Cream, Cherry barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, and Apple Almond Crisp. These protein bars are jam-packed with all your nutrients. They're high in fiber, low sugar, low calorie, high protein, good for keto and really Good for anybody who's looking for that little extra boost throughout the day. Um, Another thing that I really enjoy about them is that they're soft and easy to chew. (laughs) I know with some bars, they taste like sandpaper and you kind of need to force yourself to eat them or it's kind of like, um, you know, they crumble apart in your lap and it's just the most uncomfortable thing in the world. But with Built Bar, you don't get any of that. Uh, Let's take a look at the cookies and cream bar. It has 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 net carbs. So, you know, that's pretty good for you. (laughs) And uh, the offer that they have uh, decided to give us is 20% off of your next order. So, not your first order, but your next order. Like, any order you want. Uh, you can go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. So it's Friday. I, I don't know if it's anybody's favorite day of the week anymore because I feel like every day is a Friday if you're working from home. <laughs> but, um, you know we do have our winners and losers of the week and the shout out but my winner this week is Dak Prescott even though he's out on uh, you know the season ending injury which is so unfortunate i don't know if any of you saw it but oh it just makes me so sad I'm so frustrated but um, he is the epitome of strength you know i feel like he has gone through so much in his life his mom passed away while he was in college i believe And his brother actually passed um, earlier this year, uh, unexpectedly. And he came out and came forward um, about his battle with depression. And then, you know, just the cherry on top of the cake is just this god-awful compound fracture, dislocation, ankle bustation, like just nothing good. But he has... um, posted a video on his Instagram story and just kind of checking in and he has made it past the infection uh, stage. So like there's a window of infection time when you have a compound fracture and he, he made it past that with no infection. So that's very good because the last thing you want is another another issue there. But um, he has been getting daily COVID tests to be around the team while they're at practice and, um, you know, working out at the team facility. So he's continuing to be part of their team and it's just really nice to see somebody not let such a serious thing get them down. And, you know, I think it's safe to say no matter who you are or who you root for, you just, you wish him luck. You wish any player like that luck. And I think that Dak is just kind of the poster child of strength and just I I don't know how that guy walks around with a smile I don't I would be so sad and so miserable but uh best of luck to Dak as he continues his recovery and the loser of the week uh so news came out about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers signing Antonio uh, Liability Brown right before I started recording, and my goodness, what on earth is going on down in Tampa Bay? But apparently, it's just a one-year deal. (laughs) Him and Tom Brady played one game together, and apparently, that just means that I I don't know. I don't know. Good luck, I guess. But shout out to my friends who have been going through an absolute nightmare this week. I feel like this week has been very heavy for a little bit of everyone regarding, you know, our own health, our own situations, but also our family and friends. And I think that it's so important for all of us to be there for each other and you know my heart goes out to all of you and anybody who's struggling who may be listening to this i promise you're not alone um you can always you know shoot me a message and just say hey i'm kind of going through it and i will i will be your ear to vent to but that'll do it for this week's episode of locked on flames coming up next week we will You know, maybe take a deeper dive into that blue line debacle that they have going on. And you can follow me on Twitter at Jessica Belmosto. And please be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app. It's free. And you will get the latest episode of Locked on Flames as soon as it's available each day. Alrighty, everybody. It's Jess signing off and have a wonderful weekend.